So growing out, how did you go from being in the bands to growing kind of out of bands onto your own? <clears throat> um, that is a easy, it's an easy answer with a lot of complicated feelings. Mm. The easy answer is that you learn very quickly uh, who is like really committed and who's not. Because you can't really, you can only fake music so much. You can only fake wanting to be a musician so much. Um, and uh, I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that very, very respectfully. That there are just some people that think that they want to be a musician and think they want to be a performer. But then when they get there, they realize that they actually don't. And there's right. nothing There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but... Um, that's kind of how I branched out on my own, right? Was because right. I've, I've been part of so many groups, but like, it's never been my own thing. And mm. and I don't need, it doesn't need to be about me, right? It doesn't need to be, you know, about myself. In fact, I really despise having my band name as my name, the Justin, like Justin Fava band, because I, I just, it feels wrong to me. Like, I don't like all of that attention. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, I knew it was time for a change. Some of the projects I was working in would just like hit dead ends, man. Just like one after another after another. And it was like my Glenn at the time was like, you know, dude, he's like, you just need to do a band where like everybody's cool, but like the buck just stops with you, man. Like everybody knows that like, you know, you're like, I guess like you're calling the shots, right? You're the leader. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, it's like a weird thing to think about because to me, like I've always thought of music as like this mutual thing and it is, but there, in a band, like there is someone or, or some people that need to have a sense of vision. There right. are, there is someone that needs to come up with the ideas and there's nothing wrong with that. And no. I've, I've started to like accept that, you know, like that's my role. Like I write music. I'm a creative, like that's what I do. So there's nothing wrong with me having a band and 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 just like having these guys come in and like write with me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. like that it just feels so it feels a lot better now than it did because I felt less pressure to do what I thought other people expected me to do musically mm -hmm. and I felt more confident just doing what I felt was right because I had a lot of time to sit with my own ideas before I brought it to anybody. <laughs> right. So it's and with bands, you have to deal with people of all sorts and their their feelings, their maybe egos and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, so how how do you manage all of that? Oh, man. Not even to mention scheduling. Well, I would say that egos, egos in bands don't last very long because if you have a big ego in a band, your band probably won't last too long unless you guys are like really, really, really something right <laughs> um because i i've just found that when when that happens like it impacts the music negatively and you know when when somebody always feels like they're losing then nobody wins right and so when i write music i try my best to like bring the ideas and come with an open mind like if i if i feel the song should go a certain way and somebody else has like a better idea for it that they think is a better idea, I think we should try it and then see how they both sound. Um, because what that person has to add creatively is more valuable to me and to the music, I think, than what I can come up with sometimes. 
Sometimes that's not the case. Right. But when you're with the right people, it almost always works out. You know, like there, there may be things you go and you're like, oh, I don't like this take as much as this take or that. Is, but in terms of like the general way that the song should go mm-hmm. with when I'm with this group of guys, it's no question. Right. You know, it's it's like we just it, it happens like it just it's it feels right. And um, what I love the most about this group that I'm playing with now is that <clears throat> those guys take what I've done and do it their own way. They still like go within like the guidelines of like what I've written per se. Right. But they they do their they put their own spin on it. They do their own they do the stuff that improv. And, it, it just yeah. gives it energy that you can't get on a track. You know, like you can't. It gives it energy that that like I can't explain. You right. Know? It's it's. Uh, I compose music as well, and so it's 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 one thing where I can play piano and play the bass part and do the singing and add whatever whatever else instrument I want to it. But that's all me. Yeah. And someone else is going to add bass completely different. They're going to do a different pattern. They're going to do – they might do arpeggiation. They might do uh, – oh, what's that called? Uh, shoot. I'm I'm struggling with all my comp- <laughs> composition that's terms. That's okay. Um, but, like, they'll do uh, different roots or different uh, – yeah. Intervals uh, on on inversions, inversions, inversions of chords, yeah, yeah. Uh, and chords and stuff like that, or they'll do different like rhythms and stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that you you first off you might not have thought of, but more importantly, stuff that you can't do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, stuff you've never done before, or you maybe you don't know the bass that well. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is really cool to be able to experiment on a piece with other musicians that know or have a different musical background than you, because then it opens the door to uh, a much better piece. Yeah. Overall. Oh, 100%. Like you're what what I can conceptualize in a song is is that just that it's only what I can do by myself. But right. when when you have a lot like other talented people that come in and add their their voice to it, when they add their creativity to it, um what I f- it brings it to another level. What I've found is that I try my best to inspire creativity from others through what I write. So instead of writing a song and saying, this is the way the song goes, I try to write the song and then say, okay, what do you guys feel? Like, where do we want to go from here, right? Sometimes when I write with people, I won't even come with a complete idea. Like, I'll just, I'll just go with like a riff. Mm. And it'll be like, where do you, where do you want to take this? You know, where do you want to go with this now? Where where are you feeling we can go with this? Because when it comes to like musical knowledge, like it's to me, it's more like natural talent and ear training. It's not like book smarts and musical theory because I don't, it doesn't exist for me. I'm not classically trained in terms of like reading music and things like that. Can I sort of kind of do it? Yeah. But like only what I learned in school, like in right. high school years ago, that was it, you know? So um, writing music I think is a different experience for everybody, but when when it's happening and it's happening the right way with the right people, you know exactly when it is because you, you just feel it. You mm-hmm. get that feeling that that's just a feeling you cannot get doing anything else. So what is it like to set up goals for yourself as a band and uh, um, 
pushing yourself how like to launch yourself as as a local musician in the scene what 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 is what are some of your goals what are some of the things you have to do in order to become a self-sufficient musician because mm-hmm. uh correct me if I'm wrong but you do this full-time now right so i do i do this like it's like my side gig okay. but like i i think i am very blessed in the fact that i'm like able to be like a professional paid musician mm-hmm. like that's a really that's like a goal i've been working towards for a lot of years um i would say that like right now like i still like i work full like i work part-time right right and then i have gigs like pretty much almost every weekend right so it's like one of those things where like i need a job that's flexible enough that when i have gigs that are scheduled out like i i can't work you know Mm -hmm. so thankfully i was able to find some employment that um that was flexible with my work so now all my gigs that are scheduled, like I don't really have to be so concerned and stressed about like being able to make the gigs and things like that because my, my employer's cool with it. So, um, but I, I, I did that because that was like a sacrifice I had to make, you know, like I, I've been working nine to five, like professionally for years. And I just kind of realized that that's not really, wasn't really something that made me happy. You know, like spending time with my family made me happy. Music made me happy. But I kind of thought that it was like too late for me to do a lot of that stuff. I felt like it was too late for me to try something different at 31 years old. And it's like really scary because like right. you're just not really sure what's going to happen, you know. But I I believe in myself. I, I believe, you know, I have faith. I'm, I'm, I'm persevering. And um, so to go kind of on topic on what it takes... You know, it takes a lot of persistence and a lot of practice, a lot of persistence and a lot of practice. There are going to be times when you don't, you don't feel good about singing. You're not going to feel good about your voice. You're not going to feel good about music, any of that stuff. And you just have to do it anyway. Just like when you go to work and you're tired, you go to work, you're not feeling good. You like all those things still exist when you have a performance that never goes away. So, Yeah. yeah. So now you're, so you have to kind of be like hardened a little bit you know it's it's um one of the phenomenons that happens when you're like a nine to five uh work is that eventually people go through burnout right and they get complacent and they get complacent but and and they think that uh but if they think that if they do what they love that won't happen it's Mm -hmm. not true oh it's not true at all it's not true yeah as a matter of fact sometimes when you do what you love you burn yourself out even more and you turn yourself off mm-hmm. of what you love and you yeah. and become something you resent yeah it's it's so true like you you can you can do what you love but you need to do it everything you, in moderation yeah in moderation but too like you you need to i guess what i'm saying is is like you need to have a, like a plan for yourself a vision mm. for yourself like if you if you just want to be a music like a hobby musician that's fine there's nothing wrong with that no Right. Like not everybody needs to shoot for the stars, man. Right. right? Like some people just want to play music and that's fine. And other people want to do it professionally. And if you want to do it professionally, like you have to be persistent. You have to you have to be your own worst critic. Oh, absolutely. You, you have to go through every performance and be like, what can I be doing better? Because there are a lot of other musicians that are competing for that. There are a lot of other musicians that are competing for those slots to perform. And if you I mean, it really is feast or famine. If you want to be playing out, you have to be hungry for it. 
you know right there is consistently you, that is yes, consistently. consistently if you want to do it once in a while there's plenty of opportunities to do that yeah open mics yeah. everywhere oh exactly but if you if you want to really like like when they're you're paid yeah yeah there there are a lot of there are a lot of people that I've worked with over the years that work equally as hard when it comes to like booking shows mm. and um you know I've tried to stay in touch with all my contacts over the years so that way when the year comes up and we want to play in different areas we can reach out at way in advance try to figure out what dates will work and line it up because at the end of the day like if, if you think of yourself as a as an artist that is trying to make money you have to think of yourself as a business yes. and if you're thinking as a business you have to understand like what am i offering what is the service that i'm offering i'm offering entertainment live music well that needs to be a good product because if your product or your service is not good people don't want to hire you and people, well, not only it's not only worse than not, not only that bad, but you're gonna draw people away from from that venue, and then that's where things get really dicey. Oh yeah, because then you start making a bad reputation for yourself, and mm. your career is gonna die on the spot. Yeah, you honestly want to keep very good relations with everybody you work with, even if you didn't have a good experience. Like, still keep good. Yeah. yeah, still be professional. Like, I, I've heard way too many stories of of people that um, just like don't behave correctly when they're out, when they're playing gigs. And it's like, let's be respectful, you know, but, um, but that all that stuff ties into like, how do you do this? Right? Well, step one, in my opinion, if I never played music before and I wanted to go out and start playing music, the first thing I would do would be, I would pick three songs that mean a lot to me that I really want to sing. Three songs that I really 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 want to perform mm -hmm. okay number two practice the ever-living heck out of those songs practice them over and over and over and over until you feel like you are, are like beyond perfect on those songs and play with it as well <clears throat> make it your own performance yeah i'd, I'd add that yeah you absolutely like like whatever you're feeling organically in that regard you can but the, the third step i would say would be then to Go out and start playing open microphones. Yes. There are plenty of open microphones in Lancaster, in Reading, that you can go to that are like well within like well within travel distance. If then they do them all week. <laughs> right. If you're within the Lancaster County, there's an open mic at least somewhere within thirty minutes at yes. least of driving. Almost every like almost every day of the week they have open mics yes, in Lancaster. Quite so, literally. Yeah, so it's like that's actually how we met was the yes. Telus three sixty open yep. microphone that they had um Back in May, I think, or maybe it was April. I don't even know, man. It was a while ago. Yeah. But that was it. Like, that was the first time I ever played any of my music out like that. Like, those wow. songs that you heard, that was the first time I ever played with that group. That was our very first, like, show. That was, like, our warm-up show. That's cool. Yeah, man. And we just came and did an open mic. So, like, people put too much pressure on themselves sometimes. Like, if you have new music and you want to try it, go hit an open mic, bro. You know, like go, right? Like just go do something that's low key that you can like, just like try it out, get the kinks out. You know, like pe people, people tend to like get too wound up about it. You know, because it's stressful. You're on stage, you're performing, people are judging. Mm -hmm. That's all natural and normal to feel, but like you have to overcome that, right? You and, know, and you're not gonna know the reaction to your song unless you. Play it for people. Yes, you're so right. You know what? When I played that song and everybody was yelling and stuff, that was crazy. When people came up to me after it and were like, dude, like, 
I loved that song. That was so like, that, like it was so heartfelt and genuine when they said it. And I was like, that's all I want. You know, like as an artist, all I want is for my art to be accepted. You know, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all I could ever want for is just for somebody to take it and accept it and like get something positive out of it. You know, whether it's they feel good or it makes them happy or they it helps them with a difficult time in their life, like whatever it might be, right? And um, I just want, like, I want to entertain people. I want to make people happy. And so I think that <clears throat> as musicians, we, like, sit th- we sit back and we're like, well, we need to have this perfect performance. Right. But, like, oh, yeah. perfection doesn't make entertainment. No, it doesn't. Right? As a matter of fact, like, I think that the inconsistencies with a live performance is what makes them so interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. You hit a wrong note. It's like, oh, well, that's. That's part of it. Well, and it's and it's energy. And it's energy. And yeah. It's energy, right? Like when you're when somebody's about to sing a note and like they don't really hit it perfectly, but like it's got like some like energy behind it and some like some sass to it and it like it hits, it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, like it, like it could be a little bit off and that's okay like and and so that's why I encourage a lot of new artists like to not focus on being perfect. Focus on doing your best. Right. Cuz exactly. all you can do is do your best. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You can critique yourself all day in, into oblivion, but mm-hmm. that's first off. You got to realize that you are your biggest critic. That's that's just truth, no matter what. And you got to realize that people, yeah, people aren't gonna like your music. That's, yeah, that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, man. And there, that's okay. There are there are people that un, have undeniably amazing music and undeniably amazing voices and there are people that don't like it but that's okay there are some people that hate yeah. Elton John and I'm like but it's undeniable that he writes great music exactly right <laughs> you know it's like, a, like it's okay right. if, you, if it's not like your thing like that's fine that's fine but we do live in a world now that is very much so like either you have to approve or not approve mm. and I think that that is sort of like not right no, like, it's not. Like, it's okay for people to like things, and there are people okay for people not to like things, and that's okay. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't expect everybody to like my music. I hope, though, that everybody will at least respect what I do, and at least can it can at least everybody can hopefully say, hey, you know what? Even though it's not my kind of music, like that dude still writes cool music. You know right. what I mean, man? No, like, I, I know exactly what you mean. Because I've listened yeah. to so many artists, uh, some people that I'm going to have on the show, uh, that I just didn't quite like the music of. But they're, I respect what they're doing, and they got the people like what they're doing. And so it's like, well, I, sometimes you have to let yourself take a back seat because you're in you're in the presence of greatness. Yeah. There's something that you just don't like. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Everyone has their preferences. Doesn't yeah. mean it's right or wrong. Well, and who who are who are we to who are we to say what's good and what's not? Right, exactly. Right? It's all subjective anyway. Music is really subjective anyway. So it's the point is that you know you get to enjoy what someone is, or if you, even if you don't like it, you should still say, "Hey, great job." Well, yeah, that's totally true. Like, yeah, even if even if it wasn't like your thing, like, still be respectful about it. I think there's a lot of people that are like that. I think though too. Sometimes we like talk ourselves out of doing something before we even try it. Mm. So like when we're, yeah, when we're like playing music and um, we're like, I don't think people are going to like this. Like, who am I to say that people aren't going to like this? Why am I speaking for other people? Why am I saying other people won't like this when I like, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, so that, that sort of stuff too happens a lot as an artist, as a writer, you'll come up with something and then you're afraid that people aren't going to be satisfied with that, but that's okay. Like part of, part of getting better is like screwing up. Part of Mm -hmm. evolving is failing, you know, part of, part of becoming who you're supposed to become is like disappointment right and and and, you know so but staying true to yourself is what's important and people are gonna love you for your failures yeah man no one hopefully right (laughs) well i mean well no nobody loves a perfect character right yeah you know what i mean that's true that's true so like even like superman is like beyond perfect right but he still has that one weakness that that's what everyone loves him for yeah, it's the it's the kryptonite that makes Superman a compelling character because then then you can have all these different things. If if you're perfect all the time, you're kind of boring. Yeah, man. In yeah. Some aspects. That's kind of like the beauty of live music is is the I said this before like the imperfections, the the energy, the like just like the rawness of 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 a live performance. Like you can't, you don't get that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like with anything else in life, like you don't really get that. Um, and, and there's just something so cool about like a group of people that can like coherently perform music at the same time, yeah. right? Like that's, that's like a cool thing. It's like it's a little a cool bit mesmerizing, thing. you know? So just being, being able to be a part of that has been incredible. Um, and, uh, I've just, I feel so lucky to have been, to be playing with so many amazing musicians right now. Um, and feel so thankful that 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 like I'm able to start this journey even at 31 years old and I'm able to like really start my journey you know like I've done music for years but my journey has really like just started now mm. and I'm I'm super pumped for that so what are what are some goals that you've set out for yourself so the first goal for myself was to like put a band together and that happened so that was cool <laughs> the the second goal then um was to was to play some cool shows like I don't have to be playing every weekend mm-hmm. right now. I'd like to, but not right now, right? Like I, I have, I'm in a couple different bands that I do other stuff with, you know, that I'm able to, able to continue to play shows and like hone in musical skills and stuff. But <clears throat> this band, I wanted to really, I really want to to do it when like it's the right time at the right places. You know what I mean? Because this music is really high energy. Like I don't want to play this music at like a coffee house. Right. You know, like, I mean, I really, I will if somebody really wants me to, but I want to play this in front of like the right audience of people, right. you know? So, um, that was the second goal I set for myself was to like come up with a band and then to book some really cool shows. Um, and I didn't really know the best way to do that. <laughs> so I went and played that open mic at Telus, and that's how I was able to like make the connection there, you know, yeah. like just going out and doing it. Well, I'm not sure. Let's try this and see if it works. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we've booked some cool shows. So now next year I want to try to try to really like get going. I want to, I want to try to put together, um, like a bigger tour schedule next year Mm. for the summer. Um, which I'm, I'm working on currently. It's, it's just hard, you know, trying to pick out all the different venues, where to go, aligning people's schedules, things like that, aligning my own personal schedule. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm trying to get that sorted out, um, and my hope is is that I will actually be releasing more music. Mm. 
So I've already done Take a Hike, um, and I have a few more songs that have been recorded that I just haven't released yet. And so I'm going to start to slowly release those over this next, I think, like year. I'm going to start to release those. Um, and then I'm going to use those songs to try to start touring with those songs, with that material. Um, and then I'm just going to see where it goes from there. But I think the the end goal will be um will be next year to complete like a full tour. What was what would be a, a tour for you? So a tour for me would be um I would say like a like at least a two week consistent gigging schedule out of the area. So what I, like so for example, like I might start here. I might do like an opening show in like Pennsylvania. And then I want to like drive. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe we'll go to Delaware, maybe we'll go to New York, maybe we'll go south. I don't know. Like that, that that's kind of where I'm mapping right now. Like where where do I want to go? Where is my target audience? Maybe I want to go down to Tennessee to Nashville for a little bit. I don't know. Like, you know, there's there's so many options, but I need to the logistics of it are a lot more work than people realize. Because oh, you absolutely. have rental fees, you have like hotel costs, you have food, like there's a lot, man, that goes into planning it. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but that's like the hope. Yeah, and the, um, I planned a road trip back in November, and we went um basically from Salisbury, Maryland, like Ocean City area, uh, to Pittsburgh, to Chicago, to St. Louis, Missouri, Nashville, and then Virginia and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh my gosh, the amount of logistics <laughs> that was that was two weeks for us that we that we we scheduled out. It's long, right? It's long, and oh my gosh, uh, food. Uh, we should we should have packed food. Uh, to be quite honest, buying out is expensive. Buying out is expensive. But to be fair, we did, we went to like Chicago and like St. Louis and like Nashville, mm, really good food places. Was, anyway, so you was, had to buy the food. Kind of had, kind of had to. Yeah, <laughs> um, it'd be a crime if you didn't. Almost kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, it is. It's the one thing that we really, really, really should have budgeted budgeted out or researched gas prices. Oh yeah, man! And right now it's like a crime. I'm, it's so high. Like, right. Well, so. back then I went to Chicago and and it was four thirty nine. I remember specifically because I was like, that is the highest I've ever seen gas in my entire life. Oh my god! Now it's nothing. It was like five bucks. Yeah. But um, but up there and then uh, when we went down to Nashville, it was like two eighty five, and I'm like, oh, this is best ever. Yeah, down south it was always like a little bit cheaper. Um, I don't know how it is now, but I just I know right now like gas prices. Are oh, everywhere us. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely super high, and so like, I was um, as I'm like planning stuff out, like a lot of those things are taken into consideration because again, like trying to do even just a mini tour is very expensive nowadays. Yeah. Um, so like that that th- uh, those sorts of things are things that I want to do in the future. But I will say this, I am not. I don't have any preconceived ideas for any of this in terms of where it needs to go, mm. right? Like, I am in a point in my life right now where I'm perfectly capable, capable, that's not the right word, I'm perfectly content with just taking this one step at a time. Mm. Because there are a lot of times in my life where I've jumped the gun and I've blown it. Yeah. And sometimes you get an opportunity and, like, you're not ready for it. But I do feel like right now if I had an opportunity for something, I'd be ready for it. Ten years ago, no way. Mm-hmm. Right? But like now I feel like I understand myself and I understand my voice and I understand my artistry enough that if I was put in front of the right people, I could make something happen. Right. You know, but 
that's not what I'm trying for, right? What am I trying for? I'm trying for writing my music, building my own fan base, and being like a self-sufficient artist. You know, like I don't want to have to depend on a label. I don't want to have to depend on running things by people, right? Like I want to own my creativity. I want to own my brand. I want to own what I do. And not be you know? afraid to put out new stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like I should be able to put it out however I want to put it out. Right. And if that means that I have to work in a kitchen for the rest of my life to be able to do it, then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do, you know? But <laughs> that's what we all sacrifice, you know? Like I will always make sure my family's taken care of. And, and I don't feel like I'm doing the wrong thing by any means, but... I'll always, like, I guess, like, at this point, like, there's just not much else to lose, you know? Like, when you've, when you've given up enough, you start to realize that, like, what you have is enough, and it gives you more time to do what you feel called to do because you're not distracted by everything else. It, the, the point when you realize that you can live with very minimal uh, resources is the time when you start actually having fun. Yeah, a lot of us, like, feel, like, a lot of us are just too comfortable, and it shows. Yeah. Like, we're just too, com like, I'm still too comfortable. Like, I live a very nice life. I, 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 like, I don't, like, I don't struggle with much, you know? Like, I, I struggle with normal things that normal people mm -hmm. struggle with, you know? I, my life could be so much harder than what it is. Right. And all of those things, like, I take into consideration, like, when, when taking risks, you know? Um, but I also know that like, I will not get anywhere doing the same thing that I've been doing. Right. Right. I will not get anywhere living the same life that I've been living. I will not get anywhere without being uncomfortable for a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's such an American problem. Is <laughs> yeah, that really we're, is. we're so comfortable really that is. we don't want to try anything new <clears throat> or we get complacent with where we're at in our lives. And when something wrong happens, quote unquote wrong happens to us, it's the end of the world and there's there's no recovery from it. Yeah, it really, like, right? It seems like as if, like, and, and call me crazy, but like, for years, my life felt like I was like one small disaster away from like completely unraveling. Mm -hmm. Like financially, mentally, like everything. Like, Why? Right? Like what's right. so like what's so serious that you know, like yeah, there's there's a lot of people that struggle with a lot of stuff and like the fact that the fact that I don't have to is a, is is good. You know, that 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 gives me some some time and that mm -hmm. gives me the ability to to really like spend my time doing stuff that I need to do. That to, to progress myself forward, you know, right. like I don't I, like right now, like, yes, am I working a lot be between music and and between music and, um, you know, like working and stuff? Yeah, of course. But like, that's what it requires. Right. You know, like hard work breeds success, man. Like you, you have to put in the time. And and so in that same regard, like, you know, trying to trying to exist in a world that expects you to do one thing. Right. And, and then be ha happy and be happy. Right. Right. Like that's how it works. Right. It's like, come work for this company, come get these benefits, come get money, come get security, come get comfort. Right. At give, the cost of all your freedom <laughs> Yeah, at the cost of what your time. Right. And complacency. And I just realized that that's like just not the life we we're meant to live. Some no. people sure, but just not the life I was meant to live. It's I've been uh, doing a lot of a lot of fun things with like psychology. And it's it is seemed to be 
that the human nature innately is to be taken care of mm-hmm. right and that's and that's where things get dangerous because then you get like dictatorships and all that kind of like jazz sure yeah um because you know the government's gonna take care of me and then all of a sudden you can't do anything ever because it, you have to be taken care of it, it's just like any anything in life at the end of the day like regardless of what it is <laughs> I, I think some people are chatting too now that i i just yes, realized the are, chat yeah. was there what's up dude yeah i think that's i think that what's up jesse what's up jesse, yeah. yeah yeah i think i think that might have been my dad actually i can't see too joe far. yeah yeah that was my dad actually what's up dad hopefully you're still watching um yeah there are a lot of things in life that we get comfortable with mm-hmm. and what you have to realize is that if you're if you're comfortable and you're not pushing yourself where are you going where are you going right Right, like I got tired of doing the same things every single day of my life. I actually really enjoy having a life where like there's not really a lot of normalcy or consistency, you know? Like that's something that I'm cool with. That's something that I that's something that I actually enjoy a lot more than I thought I would. Oh yeah. <laughs> not not having a routine is granted, I, I do work well within a routine. Mm-hmm. And and I I'd argue that most people do. But having that sprinkle of uncertainty or sprinkle of difference, it's it makes the difference because that way you don't get burned out. First off, yeah, because everything is always different all the time. You're not uh, walking in a rut in your entire your entire uh, work week, oh, whatever that man. means for you. I wa- I've I literally watched so many people in my life, including myself, just totally burn out because we're so tired of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. right and it's like i knew i had to change that the pandemic kind of forced me to change that <laughs> yeah, right so I, I was like put in like a really unique position where i had to like like i, I just had to like get stuff figured out you know like I, okay you know well what i what i was used to is gone mm-hmm. and it's not coming back it's not coming back and so i had to i had to fix it i had to adjust and and that was that was hard but what came out of it was like so beneficial. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing. Like change is if you want to change something, it's gonna be hard. That and that shouldn't be an, an excuse for you not to do it. Totally agree. Like things, if something is hard, I I I read a I read a quote the other day, and it was like, sometimes things are difficult because we're the first one to do it. And it's like, I'm not the first one to be a musician. Right. I'm not the first one to to sing, but I'm the first one to do my music. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one to play my songs. I'm the first one to do this my My way. way. Right. Right. So, like, don't be scared of that. No, and and don't quit either, because that's that's one thing. uh, Granted, you don't want to go in a sunken cost fallacy either, which is spending so much time that you just drown yourself. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to quit early either because your truth is you're not gonna find six most of the time you're not gonna find success success, success <laughs> immediately. No. No. It, it, Never. You, and you're gonna have to invest in yourself too. Yes. It takes a lot of money to start a business. It takes a lot of time and it, which takes away from money opportunities. Uh, to start playing music or even creating music or doing something that you want to do. It's going to take an immense amount of investment from yourself. 
Yes. And you're not probably you probably won't receive return until maybe like a granted, if you had started playing guitar today, you probably wouldn't be getting any return on that until like maybe a a year if you practiced a- hourly. It would probably right? be even more than that. It would probably be even more yeah. than that. Like the only reason that people get successful is because they keep going at it and they don't give up. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a roller coaster and you have to accept that. Have you ever like gone on a YouTuber, like a big YouTuber's YouTube channel. And have you ever like just sorted their videos by date and looked at their very first video? Unless their very first video was viral, it has almost no views. Right, still. (laughs) Because, because like that wasn't what got them going, right? Like that was, that was their start, but you have to constantly be creating and Mm -hmm. filling that need and desire for your consumers to like you know with their with the product that you offer so like a lot of times people will have a big channel of stuff and it's just like accumulated over time right. and, and and that's all it takes is like even on tiktok nowadays like you really can be like just kind of like average with like in the creativity department and just like stitch people's videos you just duet them you can just duet <laughs> videos and like just look like take a viral video duet it make a funny face while it's happening and then boom there overnight are, success the the amount of reaction videos on tiktok that get way more views than the original it drives and all yeah. they're doing is just staring at it but you know but the reason why that works is because they're they're doing it every day doing it consistently every day. and right. eventually like it picks up and so like though like consist there's a lot to be said about consistency oh, man absolutely. like no you know uh, hey you know what? Props to them. The no, fact that absolutely. they're finding success to it is great, but at the same time, it does. I mean, it boils my blood. But at yeah, the same right. time, you know, like congrats uh, for you, yeah, but also ouch. For yeah, me. yeah, you know. But at the same time, like that's okay. Like in- instant gratification is never something I've been about. Instant success has never been something I've ever looked for. So I, I don't expect it now. Yeah, because it doesn't work either. Yeah, yeah. you can't. <laughs> it would it would be a weird world if you success at everything immediately. Yeah, if you if you were if you were successful at the things that you did right off the bat, the, like as humans, like there would really be no purpose. Yeah. Like the whole the whole reason why this stuff is so amazing is because like it's taken years for people to get good at this. We'd be so advanced though. Yeah, we would. You're right. <laughs> we would be so advanced. Can you please show me how to reassemble that nuclear warhead again, please? <laughs> like, how about that motor over there? How like, about can, can you set up a? Can you turn Mars into Earth? Over yeah, there? right. Just like we would have the answer for everything. You right, know? Like, be, and it would be. Oh my gosh, it would be such a. It's so, it'd be so boring. Yeah. Because everything would be known, and there would be no mystery. Yeah, part of the part of the fun is like getting better at something. This is the discovery. Yeah. It's the discovery process. Yeah. Part of it is like realizing that, wow, you know what? I can do this. Wow. I'm actually better at this than I thought. Like there, there's so many, there's so many, like so many ways that we can be successful. But what really matters is that if you do it and you do it the right way, mm. you know, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like in terms of like getting popular the right way, right? Right. I mean just like doing it the right way, man. Like like getting people to follow you because you're putting out genuine content. You know, like people that put out crappy content eventually fizzle out. That's just what happens. But if you do it the right way, you build a system that 
essentially it compounds itself. And I guess sort of in, in the similar sense with with music, like I don't really do too much music online because I told you like the internet and, and Facebook and all that stuff, like it kind of, it kind of gets under my skin. Mm. <laughs> like just like the, just the way it is, you know, like the, the what it's turned into, right? right. What it used to be was like a, a diary, like a, like a, a, an open diary for people, you know, for, but, but more along the lines of for like their, their personal lives and, you know, look at my kids and I'm like, that was really cool. Right. Staying connected with people. Right. right? Like, you know, Facebook, like watching your friends and family grow together. Right. Like that, it, that it could was, have been the advertisement right. for, it, you know, but, but now it's like people are just on there and like, they're angry and like they're, they're there's memes. They're, there's, yeah. Like it's always, people are always like getting a kick out of somebody else's expense. And right, it's like, it's yeah. just to me, like, that's just really like crappy. Toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, it's just really crappy and really just not it's not something that I really want to like be a part of. Yeah, it's it's crazy how Facebook has changed cuz you're right when it and granted I was more of a child when when it first came out, but it was the way that you saw you you kept in contact with your high school friends or your childhood yeah. friends. You saw, "Oh, look, my Jimmy is on the baseball team at the college university and he's Doing really good. He's a really good pitcher now. Yeah. Or hey, uh, Stephanie, that one girl I met at martial arts class way back when is now married. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. Like it was. It was it's meant. Kind of like it that, was almost. But... Yeah. It was like I thought it was meant. And and some people use it this way still. Like oh, yes. it, it's, it's, it still can be used that yeah, way. Yeah. Like I, that's, I use it a lot of times to. And now let me back up for a second. I now use it to like post show stuff. Right, so people can mm-hmm. see what's going on when they want to come to shows, and then I also use it to like for like life stuff, for like mainly like pictures of my kids, and like my wife will tag me in posts and like mon- monumental things, so that way when I get a memory for it a year later and years later, I can see what's going on. Right, and it was nice. It's like a nice little journal. I use it as a storage for all my photos. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Like it's so, like all that stuff is like really like that makes a lot of sense, right? But yeah. then like I I, I just like. I would find myself like getting sucked into like a lot of nonsense too. Oh yeah. Like just like a video of like something happening and then you go in the comment section, everybody's just like fighting and it's like, why? Like why? Like what, what's the point? Like what? I, I just feel like the people that w- that would happen to, I'd see them get more hostile in real life too. Like oh, yeah. as if they couldn't have a conversation with somebody. It was really right. crazy. Like, uh, it's, it's the, how, the, cause rage generates uh clicks and money yeah. and that's and that's what these companies have really figured yeah, out and all reactions really man. nailed down that's why they added so many react buttons now because yeah. they people were like well i don't want to like it because i i'm mad yeah because i'm mad well now you can be mad you yeah, know right. <laughs> well, now it's like it, you know it, it's just it's just so wild like it's a slippery slope. It really is. It's a is. slippery slope. Because the algorithm will feed you more and more rage baiting. It's like, because you keep watching it. It literally, you're so right. It literally feeds you. It's so like the stuff that makes you mad, it's going to feed you more, more of that, that because you're going to pay more attention to it. And it's, it's going to keep you on the site longer. It's almost like, it's almost like, giving like an alcoholic like more alcohol like it's, well, like, it's exactly it's, it's just it's, like feeling the fire, man. It's giving a, a baby a piece of candy and it not stopping. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's just crazy. Like, oh, they like candy. We'll give you more of that. Yeah, it, it's wild. And so, like, that that's why a lot of times, like, I tend to really stay off of social media as much as oh, possible. Absolutely. Go outside. Yeah, but it's, like, hard to, it's also hard to, like, keep up with, 
with people. Mm. Like, I don't mean people, like, personally. I mean, it's hard to keep up with, like, other artists. Right. Right? So, like, Mike Shinoda put out a tweet. He's uh, the one of the, he's a rapper in Linkin Park. Um, in case you don't know, if you don't know Linkin Park, they're awesome. So I love Lincoln them. Park. They're awesome. L-I-N-K-I-N-P-A-R-K. I think that's how you spell it. Hybrid yeah. Theory was an awesome outfit. If you're into, like, just, like, hard rock, new metal type stuff. So, um... You at least know one of their songs. Oh, I, I what love. Is, what is in the end? In the yeah, end the, is great. That's... Paper cuts, great. Right. Like one step closer. I mean, there's just so many good songs. Um, but the the one thing he tweeted about was he said, "We social media puts a lot of unwarranted pressure on artists." He said, "People feel pressured to have to post all the time when it takes away from the time they could be using to like." be creative in other ways and the right right so like now myself and like other people we have to spend time just like planning posts i don't want to do that like i i really don't like posting that much like uh, you know what i mean like i should only post things when it's necessary i shouldn't feel like i have to mm -hmm. post every day because people need a peek into my life 24 7 it's that's so what invasive. the algorithm forces yeah, upon you it's so invasive man like mm -hmm. It's so invasive. And so to me, like I try to set those standards for myself. Like I don't, I don't want to be a camera hog. I don't want to be doing that all the time. Like I just, I just feel like it's silly. It's not obviously because people are clearly benefiting from that. People are clearly gaining a following from that. So I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'm saying to me, it just feels wrong. It, it feels inauthentic. It feels very ways. inauthentic. Yeah. I'd rather <laughs> Facebook did this thing to my Facebook page, my personal page. Where, like, because I have, like, so many follow people that have followed me, not friend requested me, but so many people have followed my personal page, that now if you go to my personal page, it only asks if you want to follow me. You can't even friend me anymore. Oh, really? Is that the way it yeah. is? I'm like, this is, like, so people have, like, that I've been friends with, were like, dude, I can't even, like, message you on Facebook anymore. And I'm like, what? What do, what do you mean? So it, it's just, it's just weird. It's weird. Like, I don't want to, if I'm going to become a public figure at some point in my life, fine. But, like, don't turn my personal Facebook page right into a public, public figure. Like, yeah, it's got photos not... of my family on there. Like, it's got, I don't want that. You know what right. I'm saying? So, I, I just, it kind of stinks because I grew up in this age. I grew up with Facebook. Yeah. I grew up when Facebook first started. You know, like, we were... We were on MySpace one day and Facebook the next day. It just kind of happened overnight, you know? Yeah. But um, I think that there's a lot of good and a lot of cool things that could still be done with Facebook. Oh, for sure. Um, but I just think that it's kind of going... It's a balance. It's a balance, man. We're, a balance. We're, we're, I think we're starting to get into some stuff that we can't control right now. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, but, it's <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yes, exactly. Hu well, humanity reverts itself eventually eventually yeah we'll get there because it's uh have you ever heard of the shouse how uh theory generational mm -mm. theory i haven't so it's it's a uh, strong men make good times good times make weak men weak men make bad times bad times make strong men and it kind of goes and over it kind of just goes over and over and over again mm. it's like every 80 years or so Wow. And supposedly we're in that time of uh, weak men making mad times. Wow. As the theory goes. I mean, it's possible because if you look at what's going on in our world right now, uh, it just seems like a lot of us are upset about things that 
don't we don't need to be upset about and there are things that we need to be upset about that we're not upset about because everybody's always upset about it to the point where people are tired of hearing about it mm-hmm. and it i think another thing too is that a lot of times we can't even have a conversation because if if somebody feels one way about something then then it's like anyone else who believes otherwise is evil yeah and it's just right. that's not like a good that that creates tribalism right like that creates that creates division division that creates you versus me and that's not something we really want like humans that's not how we best interact with each other yeah like what can we like look at look around you like this was all built together yeah this is it's all about the human existence is one of cooperation not isolation yeah we need we right we need to be working together um and we need to just like do our best yeah we just we really like in life we really should be doing our best to build people up we should be doing our best to help other people we should be doing our best to to give when we can because there are going to be times when we need something and somebody else's graciousness is going to be what what helps us you know and and so i think i think i think you might be onto something there man just in, in a time and age where where things are a little bit complicated and a little bit unsure like we just have to we have to kind of buckle down, work hard, and fight for what's right, man. And well, yeah, and, and that's that's the whole point. And the what the, then the question becomes, what is right? Mm. And that is that's where things get very sticky. Yeah, true. Um, right, so what is right and what, wrong? Right, what is right and wrong? Where's the line? Yeah. Where's the line? And uh, it's and it, that's that can be a theological question. That can be a political question. That can be all many different, it can be many different things. And there's many different opinions on Uh. that. And that's where, that's where uh, you really have to break down the barriers of what you think is right. Yeah. Because that's where, that's where giant egos is really, that's where it's really going to be bad. Yeah. There are people in history that have thought what they're doing is right. And it's absolutely not right. That's right. But they've believed so like, wholeheartedly in it that they were able to move mountains and um for better or for worse for better or for worse so you know that that kind of stuff you know that kind of stuff like affects everybody you know um even you know no matter what side you take on something somebody wins and somebody loses and Mm -hmm. i think that's that's always inherently the problem right is like in music nobody has to win or lose like everybody can have a good time. Right. There's a spot for everybody. Yeah, and that's like one thing I really enjoy about music is that like it doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter what you're feeling at the time when I start playing music or other people start playing music, you everything can change for you even if it's just for a few minutes. And I think I think that the reason I stay off of social and do more live in person stuff uh is because like I want people to get a break. Like as much as I need a break from it, I think I want other people to get a break from it and realize like what it's like. Like I try to tell people when they come to the shows, like, yo, if you want to take a picture, or a little video, real quick, that's cool. But like I encourage you guys to like not have your phones out. Be in the moment. Yeah, like if I want to get pictures, like I'll hire a photographer. You know, because a lot of times I'll hear like, oh, I wanted to get pictures for you. It's like it's okay. I'm doing this for you. Right. I'm out here playing this show for you. You don't have to do anything for me. You know, like. And escapism <laughs> is so important. It's so important. That's why, why I kind of like 
sports is kind of like a sacred thing because it's it's a thing it's a thing that we we go to to escape the problems of this world. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. And that's and that's how we deal. That's how we're that's how we're able to deal with what's going on in the world. We have to have that safe space to be like nothing else matters right now. I'm gonna have a good time, and that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Exactly. I need to relax. I need to have a good time. I need to go out, breathe some fresh air, forget all of the. The, the news and uh, whatever else is happening. And I need just to be with myself, this music, this sport, this whatever, mm-hmm. this activity, and just feel it. Well, and get away from, get away from the stress of life. And a lot of times with what we do as musicians and as artists is like, we have to be in the right headspace when we're, when we're entertaining. Sure. And so think about everything you just thought about, like weighing on you every single day. And then now you have to go perform for people and you have to be totally clear of mind. That's just like a very hard thing to do. So that's why, yeah, that's why like I try to incorporate like my message of what I want to accomplish in with my show. So that way I can help myself to attain, to achieve it just like everybody else. What's your message? The message is really just living in the moment, man. I want people to, to live Live life to the fullest with the time that they have now. Live like you're dying. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, I mean, if you think about it, like, like the second that we're born, like we're on a clock yeah, until we true. die. We never know when that's going to be. Right. That's and I don't want to get dark and, and gloomy and all that stuff, but if you knew when you were going to die, would think you sit of, around? well, like, would you be afraid Right. Right. Like, like, here's the thing. If you, if you knew that you were going to die when you're this age from this thing, would you be afraid of it? Or would you try to do everything you can to make your life as fulfilling as possible before that time comes? And I really think that's where most people would fall. I think that there are some people that would be overwhelmed by the thought of it and and not be able to do anything. And I think there'd be a lot of people that would say, you know what, dude, I'm going to make the best of it because there are a lot of people that have terminal conditions that are dying right now that are living life to the fullest that they can before things get worse because they know that they don't always have tomorrow. And I think that in that life of handouts and complacency and and, and uh, ease that we live in now, um, we, can, we can learn so much from that. We can learn so much from, from that and, and teach ourselves what's important. You know, like, again, it's, it's not, it's not the things, it's not the, it's not money. It's not any of that. So those things it's can provide, people, really. yeah, yeah. Those things can provide comfort, but it's the people, it's the experiences, it's the conversations, right? Like mm-hmm. this podcast, I hope that the right person watches it. Yeah. I hope that, I hope, I hope, I pray that just one person watches this podcast and then it makes a difference in their life. That's it. That's all. Right, like I, I drove what an hour to get here. You drove what four, three, four hours to get here. Three, four hours. Uh, yeah, I came right. from Pittsburgh. So we drove hours to get here. Just not to, even knowing each other. Not even most, knowing each other. By the way, just just to just, one pre-call. Just to, yeah, just to hope that one person will be impacted by this. That's it, man. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and really, truly, that is the goal of the podcast. It's it's not about lift. Granted, it is about somewhat lifting ourselves up yeah. uh, and promoting a little bit, but sure, it's, it's, sure. more, it's more about lifting others up. Yeah. I want to make a difference, man. And, yeah. And helping other people get the stuff that they need to hear. That's really the, the goal of this podcast is to coalesce experience mm-hmm. and that can come in many different ways. And it's, 
invaluable. Definitely. Uh, the internet. That's, that's, that's the coalescence of experience right there. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. How, for better or for worse, it's invaluable. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. The internet gives us access to so much information. It's just, to the summation of human knowledge. Yeah, it, it really it really does, but like, it, it just like with anything, with great power comes great responsibility, and now we live in a world where like everybody thinks they know everything because you can just like fact check it, but it's like quote, you don't even yeah, know if your quote. facts are right. It's right, like, exactly. it's just so confusing. This is what I'm saying, man. It's so confusing. You know what's real? This, this right, right yes. now. You know what's, you know what's real? Like, like conversations, like that's real. You know, like everything else in between is just kind of like what you perceive it to be. Right, and, and and there are organizations that want you to think a certain way. Oh yeah, and so you can't even trust your, you know, your the media that you intake. You don't even know if that's being propagandized against you at some point. Oh yeah, you never it, know. You never know. You, yeah, you, you 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 never know about any of that stuff. Right, exactly. And that can go into all sorts of conspiracy theories. So I'll, I'll leave that up. <laughs> yeah, that that's like that's like a. That's like a whole rabbit hole. That's a know? whole rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, like he, he, the phrase "Don't believe everything you see on the internet" still stands. Oh, to this it day. still stands yeah. absolutely. Be- but not a lot of people follow it anymore. Not a lot of people follow it, or it's like yeah. don't don't believe everything that they say. Yeah, or, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like, I've seen things where like people fact check, and it's like you fact check, and like different studies show different things on whatever, and it's like you know what, dude, I don't even know because I'm not a like I'm not any like. I'm just a stupid musician, man. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's. I've seen news organizations, <laughs> like news uh, websites, post one thing and then the next day post the exact opposite yeah, of what they said the day sense. before. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's like everybody's pandering. Yeah, it's like everybody panders to like an, one side or the other back and forth because they want to get the reactions because the reactions and the That's comments what are what gets them the money. So it's like. You know what, dude? But we get it. I get the game. Mm-hmm. You get the game. That's why when I see stuff, I'm not like. I'm not like not really about it. doing it. Yeah, because it's just like whatever, you know. Like and we we hope that now that you realize the game as well. Yeah, it's it, it really is unplugging yourself from the matrix. It, it kind of is. It really, I mean, it really is because once you realize that this is all just kind of somewhat made up and somewhat kind of fake rage, and it's all for a profit, then you can really realize what's most important in your life because the the. The things they want you to do is to stay online. Yeah. And once you unplug yourself and you realize, oh, there is a community of human beings around me that, one, love me mm-hmm. and want to spend time with me, that's when you really become a human again. Oh, dude. You know, it's so funny because every time I go to a show, the first thing that people always ask me is like, well, what's your what's your social? <laughs> what's your social? Right. And I'm like, I just sit there. I'm like, they don't even introduce themselves anymore. Exactly. I'm like, what? Like, like any, like if I, if I meet somebody I don't know, the first thing I do is I shake your hand and I say, hey, I'm Justin. What's your name? Right. Right. Like if I meet somebody at a show, hey, you know what? I'm Justin. I just want you to know, like, you don't know me, but I saw your set and I just thought you did an amazing job. What's your name, by the way? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, but no, people are just like, I want to follow you right away on Instagram. Like, well, it's like, Why? I'm right here. You can, you can literally talk to me right now. Instead dude. of DMing me, you can actually use your voice and like yeah. say, hi, hey, and, and, how are you? Yeah, and like I don't want to like, like please, like I'm not saying, like I don't want this to get taken out of context. Or, like I don't, of course I don't mind. Right, right, right. It doesn't bother me. I just, it's just I find it funny. 
It, it's ironic. You know, it maybe is. people just in the moment don't think about it, and that's fine. But that's something I want people to think that about. It's true. like, I'm here with you right now. Let's talk now. Like, right. what do you want to know? You and know, like you can you, always you, ask later for socials. Yeah, like I can't guarantee that I can answer your Facebook message, but I can answer your question right, right now. now if you ask it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. I think I think I'm just with my music, I just want people to come back. I want people to come back to connecting with like live music. I want people to come back connecting with local artists. I want people to come back and and start to like really connect with people again. Right. Because I find that when people come to our shows like they have a really good time and they they have a better time than they thought they would. And here's here's the here's the main thing. People are online because of like national nationwide issues it, and they want to change them on one way or another. Yeah. The way you do that is not by going online. Yeah. The way you change national things is by starting with your own community. Yes, 100% right? agree. You have to you have to engage in your local economy. You have to engage with your local politics or or whatever your local scene the community to actually make real change if you want to make real grabable grabable tangible <laughs> tangible <laughs> yeah. grabable tangible yeah a real tangible um change it begins with your next door neighbor it yeah. begins with uh maybe your landlord it begins with your local bar it begins with your local musician it begins local yes it totally does every everything you do starts with you period mm-hmm. everything you do starts with you everything you do ends with you so why why try to go for something that just seems like why waste it on a person on the other side of the world yeah like like right like why worry about what somebody else thinks when you don't know them mm-hmm. right Let, let's probably can't change let, their mind either yeah let's worry about the people that are around us today let's worry about the people that are next to us you know like and let's learn let's learn how to have a conversation you know let's learn how to be respectful and not not like always think that like your points not being made if someone is not agreeing with you right like we can agree, we can disagree and still walk away educated yeah. you know like like there are people that i have had conversations with many times in my life that just simply don't agree with like what i'm doing mhm and that's fine that's i respect that that's cool but you know what like my family isn't suffering like you know like we're 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 doing what we think is right like we feel like we feel like it's right that's all that's all that matters you know i guess like at the end of the day like if you don't believe in yourself who's to believe in you right there's no there's no one left yeah yes yeah. so it just starts there but then yeah manifesting that within your own community is so important um people overlook that people like like what are you going to do you're you're famous on the internet now what Right, exactly. Right? Now what? Now what? You know, like, what's what's the play, man? Right? Like, okay, you have all these followers. You're making money. Are you happy? Okay, you're comfortable. Cool. Do you enjoy it? Maybe. Okay. But, like, then, like, all of a sudden, like, Facebook bans your account. Now what happens? Or, or the power goes out. The power goes out. The internet dies. Right? Where, like, what happens? Where's your followers now? Right. Like, so, so everything, like, all of this, like, hinges on the fact that, like, we have access. But once you lose access, what happens? And it's going to happen. It rains. It could, it could eventually. So, well, uh, well, well, you even then, it sometimes it rains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like power so, goes out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, like I guess, I guess the thing is, is like what what is like on the internet isn't tangible. It's yeah, you like can't what grab. What, yeah, like what's on the internet will not be there for you if the internet doesn't exist. 
And like, okay, you could say that about anything. Like, okay, in life, oh, you know, well, things don't happen if you don't exist. Well, that's true. But you know, let's just hype, like back up for a second. Like, if something happens to you tomorrow, who's going to show up at your funeral? Oh, Is the mom? internet going to show up to your phone? Right. They'll make memes out of you. They might be sad. They <laughs> right, might yeah. they might post, I'm so sorry to hear this. And then guess what? They're going to forget about you. Yeah. Because you were just another blip on their timeline. Yeah. And 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 I want to be I want to be more than that for people. Mm -hmm. I want to be someone that inspires people, someone that encourages people to do things that they don't think that they can do. Because like I didn't think that I could do this, but I'm trying, you know? And I mm -hmm. think that I think that if I can try, you can you can, you can too. Right? Yeah. If I'm going to fail, we'll fail together, man. It's cool. And sometimes you got to take an L, man. It happens. Sometimes, <laughs> like, like sometimes you just got to lose, man. It's fine. But you know what? If, I, if I'm doing this and I lose, that's okay, man. I tried. I really did. It right? is a part of the... First off, you learned. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Yeah. And at some point, there, there's a point to which things can go. Yeah. And then you got to move on. Exactly. There, there's, you know, like, I like. Can I feasibly try to do this for the rest of my life and not succeed? Yeah. Yeah. But at some point, at some point, I know that I'll probably either be doing it or not doing it. Like, mm -hmm. like I've always seen some kind of motion in stuff that I do. I again, I feel super thankful for that. Where like, if something's supposed to happen and it feels right, it just happens. You know, like our interview today. Right, like it just our our podcast today just happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not, we're like it wasn't like we have this whole big script that we planned out. Oh for no, all of this like you know you called me once. We yep. were like, yo, That's is lit. it cool if I ask you these like some of these questions like about these things just to make sure I'm not sensitive about any of it? And then that was it. And we just got to know each other for a few minutes, and then that was it. And like that's like organic conversation, yeah. you know, and like. This stuff that we're talking about wasn't even planned, by the way. Yeah, I don't even think this is <laughs> so on. Like, this, I, this is not in yeah, I, I guess you had like, questions and stuff. Yeah, but like to me, like organic conversation is right. the most meaningful conversation. And um, I, <clears throat> I think that sometimes we just don't have enough of it because we're we're having conversations online when you can't understand emotion. You don't oh know what they're trying to say. You don't understand the context Own. that they're staying it in. There's always so much more to. That was almost really cool the story <laughs> right there's al there's always more to the story and that's why i feel that every door that opens up for you if it's open and it feels right take it and sometimes another door closes sometimes that door closes as you're about to go through it sometimes you get one foot in the door and it slams on your foot that's okay i've had a lot of those moments in my life i'm sure you have too it's about finding the next door. As Matthew McConaughey would say, it's about finding your green lights. Mm. If you ever read that book, Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights, it's a great book. And he talks about all of the green light moments in his life and all the red light moments in his life. That man's had a lot of red lights. But I'll tell you what, every time he had a green light, he did not hesitate. Right. And that's what's so wonderful about it. That's why he is where he is now. That's why he does what he does now. If if you're expecting life to not have quote unquote red lights or closed doors, you're gonna live a sad life. Yeah, yeah. You'll if if your life doesn't consist of 
red lights and green lights, if it doesn't consist of seasons, mm, that's, yeah, then you're really just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Right? Like, like could you imagine doing the actual same thing over and over and over again every single day? It's not, it's, for most of us, we'd go crazy. It's and yet, nine so, to five, and yeah. yet so many of us live that way. Yeah. And yet so many of us live that way. And again, it's not for everybody. No. But, and you know. I do know people that legitimately, like, some people that went to college, like, what was it, a hard, hard like, working college? Like, they actually went to college so they, they knew how to do hard work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget exactly what that's called. Mm-hmm. But I, when I first met somebody who was, I worked at a factory for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, what we were literally doing, they uh, it was a... Uh, uh, cleaning with like grit mm-hmm. and stuff, and uh, the grit got wet, so it sticks together. Mm. So it's like little bolt, iron boulders that you could then have to like stomp on and like sled, like literally breaking rocks. Oh, geez. And uh, not for me, not for me at all. Um, but the guy I was working with was like, Yeah, man, I love this. And it was like, He was doing it every single day. I'm like, <laughs> Good for you, man, right? Good like... for you. Listen, I, <laughs> I am so happy that you love breaking rocks. Yeah. But you know, it's not for me. Yeah, it just wasn't your stick. Like, like you find you find like your purpose in life eventually, and when you do, it's it's your choice whether or not you see it through or you leave it be. Mm-hmm. And I've just discovered that by by trying to see my purpose through, like it's made my life very turbulent, but not unenjoyable by any means. Like. By any means, is my life unenjoyable at this point? In fact, like at this age, at thirty-one years old, I feel like I'm actually like the most alive I've ever been, mm. because I just feel like there's so much uncertainty for my future. Whereas in before, I felt like I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I think that's what worried me. Mm. Right? I was living this life that I just knew what was going to happen, and like I don't, I don't want to know. Right? Like I want that mystery. I want to live on the edge a little bit. I want to have some fun. You know, I want my family to experience that too. But like my like my family when I grew up, like we really didn't like have to grow up on super hard times or anything like that. Like I felt like we were always provided for, you know? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I feel like the reason that I feel safe enough to do what I'm doing now is because my family did that when I was growing up. You know, like I knew it could be done. It could be done. And 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 I knew that I knew that my life was meant to be something more. Mm. You know, I, I I I could just feel it. I could just feel it. It was like a feeling in my gut where it was like, you know what? I don't want to do this because I it does doesn't feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And like I was always really scared to listen to that voice. I was always scared to listen to that voice that was telling me, you know what, dude? You got to just do this. You know what, dude? You got to just, like, take this chance. You know what, dude? You have to just, like, try. Sometimes you try and you don't have a backup plan and you fail and you back yourself into a corner and that's a tight spot to be in. Right. But you don't know unless you try. You don't know unless you learn. You know, it's, it's part, really, of, part of living. It's really interesting uh, that you grew up in a rather uh, safe childhood, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, but, for the um, most part, I would say. And you came away with that. I came. I I I grew up in a very uh, turbulent childhood, mm. losing a house, losing a a, a mother at tw- age twelve. Wow. Um, and uh, dad having to go away to to jail because wow. of alcohol abuse and all that jazz. Jeez. Um, and uh, so much turbulence, 
And yet I still came away with that. <laughs> it was like, well, because I know that, you know, because you, you, I know that I can mm-hmm. uh, if I want it. But granted, I know that if my life hadn't been so turbulent, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yes, you're right. Your experience has defined you. Right. In terms of the way Bane would say it. <laughs> I was born in it, raised and molded in it. Yeah, like, yeah, with, yeah. right. Like, you went through that and you still came out with a good head on your shoulders because it's possible. Yeah. But you have to be willing to accept that. You oh, have yeah. to be willing to accept that the fact that, yes, your life was hard, but that you can still make a positive change. It can still be, have a positive outcome. I think there are a lot of people that live difficult lives that are helpless. And, and that's like, I, I like, I, I understand the feeling of feeling hopeless, mm-hmm. but I also know that I also know that there probably is a way for them to help themselves somehow one way or another. And it's probably really hard. And I don't, I don't, I don't envy that position to be in because like, I feel like the difficult decisions I've had to make in my life are still a lot easier than what a lot of people have to go mm-hmm. through. You know, like yeah. I, I, I want to say that, like I, I'd feel that way. For, for me, it was, uh, not being a victim anymore. Yeah, I bet. You know what I mean? I bet. Man. You, you, if you view, view, view yourself mm-hmm. as a victim, you're never gonna, well, you play, well, I'm just, I'm just a, this person. I'm just, I'm just a, that person. I'm yeah. just a, Oh, this just, happens, this to just happens to me all the time. Oh, I have bad luck. I have, like, right, exactly. Yeah. You, you build your your own self-destructive spiral that you can't yeah. get out of because, oh, I'm a victim. Yeah. And and that is a very hard place to get out of. That, yeah. And, and uh, that's not to, to, to down anybody that's in that spot, but you really, it's... For for me, it was it was, it was a God thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for other people, that's going to be completely different. Um, yeah. but for you, you, you can do it. It is possible. Totally possible. And it, it, you just have to have the, you know, the right place, right time, right people. And you really have to dig deep within yourself. Yes. To, to find that purpose and that drive again. Yeah. Self-discovery is absolutely life-changing. Mm-hmm. But the process of self-discovery is life-shattering. Oh, geez. yeah. I only, I was only able to say it back, certainly back to that bad relationship that I had. I was only able to say no because I knew myself well enough that if I started talking to that person again, I would, one, re-fall in love. Or I would have it in the back of my mind that I want to get back together with this person. But I just, you can't, you have to know those things, qualities about yourself, like, if I'm gonna spend time with this person, maybe I'm gonna get too attached. Yeah. Or yeah. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna even look at this particular thing, it's gonna make me fall into this. I'm gonna use Christian terminology. I'm gonna fall into this particular sin. Yeah. Or yeah. this partic- particular wrong. Yeah. Right. So you have to know that stuff about you. That way, you can curtail it and, uh, quote unquote, sanctify your own or, or build back your own life. Yes. Oh. And take control of your life. Yeah, taking control of your own life is easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. You know, like when you look at all the outside pressures we have on our on our life mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I mean, even just waking up in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying like, "Oh, wow, I look like crap today." Like we start no, our day off even negative. Going, like, even going back when you yeah. hear the alarm like, "Oh, I have to get up." Yeah, like like <laughs> see I read a I read a book called The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, and 
He said every day he wakes up and he's excited. He like can't, he almost like he can't sleep because he's excited to wake up for the next day. Mm. And I just like can't wrap my head around that. I can't wrap my head around being excited to wake up because for whatever reason, it's just like not exciting to me. <laughs> like, like, I guess maybe I just don't have as much energy as him or something. But, uh, you know, I guess the thing is, is like, that's, that's how he views life, mm-hmm. right? He views life as this one big joy ride and he's lived his life that way and it shows. That's why yeah. he is the way he is and he does what he does. And, he's you know, the Foo right. Well, because he's just, he's just, he's just lived his life. One step at a time. And I think I've... Whoop. <laughs> that was not... I meant to actually like adjust my headphone and forgot that there was a back here. Um, I think that that's like a really cool way to live your life. Um, for me personally, I think I want to make a lot of experiences and I want to do a lot of cool stuff. I don't think I need it to be as spontaneous as his life was. Right. Because right. I have a family. Like he did this whole thing before he had his family and then he had his family while he was a rock star. So it kind of, you know, things were a little bit different for him. Mm-hmm. Right. But for me, like I have a family and I'm married and all that stuff. And I have like normal, like, res- like responsibilities. You know what I mean? Like, like if I was just like a single dude, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. I'd be doing literally. whatever, literally be doing whatever, but I can't, I have other mm-hmm. people that rely on me. And so, Trying to find a way to do this responsibly has been the hard part because I have, I have like obligations and people that I love in my life and care for dearly in my life. My, you know, my kids, my wife, my, like my dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. that's only to name a couple, obviously my mom, my dad, my great, like all, you know, like Uh, the list goes on. So I'm trying to like responsibly think how to do this, you know, but it's so funny because like everything comes down to money all the time (laughs) and it's like. I've let that portion go. Music, I try to make money on, but it's not the goal. It's not the purpose, right? Like I try to play out and make money and play with other bands and make money and things like that. But at the end of the day, my my goal isn't money. And once I've sort of changed that, that's when my perspective started to shift. And that's when I realized that... Um, that's when I realized that there's a there's a lot more to life than what everybody tells you. Oh, absolutely. And you have to just go find that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, go find that little slice of life for yourself, no matter what it might be or where it might be, and, 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 and see it through. For me, it was, uh, I teach children how to swim. Nice. And it's... It's for me. My my. Uh, sometimes my parents are like, "Well, you got to find a job that pays benefits." And I'm like, "Well, but that 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 kind of job is boring. That <laughs> kind of job is not fulfilling, right?" Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So w- w- with teaching children, not only do I get to see them grow, but I get to see them build so much. Like when I have a child that when I uh, when I even just bring them into the water, they freak out and they just rip. They're probably scared. Hard. Well, yeah, no, because like, they are ter- utterly terrified. They are making welts into your skin <sighs> by how hard they grab you. Or maybe they'll kick you in the spots that you don't want to be kicked. Yeah. Um, which has happened many times. <laughs> but they go from that to now. I've had kids that started out like that, and now they're swimming. Like they're full-fledged. Full-fledged. They're floating so on their great. back. No problem. No tears. No fears. Yeah. And it's it's just this elating joy that is indescribable oh i bet 
I it, bet, man. Yeah, it's and and that's what really makes me live. And that's and that's another thing with the mu- music thing too. Just seeing people when you as a pian- me as a pianist when I hit a chord and people go whoa, and, you know people people start whooping and yeah. like uh, and and you start turning heads and you start playing and and people get up and dance. That's like and it's and people are like having fun and and that's just that's. The, that's the human moment. Yes, hundred percent agree. That is the that that emotion. That is what makes that a human moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's not what happened, like what you did, but rather what transpired what? in the interaction between the two human beings, which was so cool. That that moment where you realized, and they realized that you've taught them something that they will never forget. Yeah. You, you've taught them a lifelong skill that they will never forget. Every time that kid swims, he has you to thank for it. And if yeah. you think about that, that's pretty powerful. You're changing lives, and that's what, we wanna, that's what I want to do through music. I want to positively change and impact lives because I know there's a lot of crap in this world. There's a lot of negativity in this world. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to know that they're loved. I want people to know that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to be faulty. It's okay to... To have imperfections because that's what makes us human. Human. That's what makes us so, so cool. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it would be so boring if, like, like pulling it back to the earlier conversation. It'd be so boring if everyone was perfect all the time and yeah, like, no failure. Totally. Totally agree, man. It'd be be absolutely dull. <laughs> so, kind of wrapping all of this up. Yeah. What are some mistakes that you have made or seen other people make, and how do we combat that? Or what what are some what are uh, some alternatives that you would suggest? I would say the biggest mistake I've seen people make is being dishonest and not being upfront yes. with with what they want, what they want to accomplish, and with uh, what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. I think that that dishonesty right there is... Uh, no good. No good, man. Um, not because like I've been dishonest, but rather just because like I've run into so many dishonest people and with me being just very like, yeah, man, sure, you know, like just having that mentality like really messed me up in a lot of ways because there were a lot of people that like took advantage of my gifts for their own benefit mm-hmm. in more ways than one. And it's, it's just very, it's very disappointing that, and it's very like frustrating that people can exist like that. Be happy. It, it, yeah. it, it's, it's frustrating that people can, people can like lie to you right to your face and tell you things and then completely not mean it. And it's never like compliments, you know, it's always like with ambitions and like purpose and all that stuff, all the things that will really get you riled up, you know, all the things that will really get you like, yeah, man, let's do this. Let's put the time in to make this a thing because the outcome of this thing feels like it's going to be really, really good. And then all of a sudden there goes the rug, man, right out from under you. And then you're just left with nothing, nothing but the time that you spent, uh, trying to do something that you really thought was going to go somewhere. And so what I've learned is to just be careful. 
Be cautious and protect yourself. Set boundaries. Mm. Don't be afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of the people around you. Keep your faith and don't give up. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is you had to put your secure your own mask before you secure the one next to you. Yeah, the airplanes. Yeah, the airplanes all the time. You got to secure your own face mask before you can secure the one next to you. Yeah. Or else you're going to perish. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so true. Like, you have to you have to take care of yourself. You and, take care of yourself. And, um, you know, like, finding balance in your life is important. Oh, for sure. You know, like, that's, that's a big thing that I've learned. I mean, some other mistakes I've made have been just, like, rushing into things where, you know, I, I, I think that, something's a really good opportunity musically and then I jump into it and then it's like, it's not, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But just th- those kinds of things though, like, and, and above all, like perseverance, that's, that's the key. Like, that's like number one, like persevere, see it through. Don't give up on yourself because there are people watching you. There are people, whether you know it or not, that are seeing what you're doing on a daily basis and respect your grind. Big time. And you owe it to yourself and to those people to keep doing what you're doing. And and, uh, I guess the the biggest mistake you could make is to give up. That's that's like the biggest, biggest mistake you could ever make is to give up on on your, your, your dreams and to give up on your purpose and yourself. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that because that will, that will put you in a place in your life that you don't want to be. You can refocus. Yeah. Sure. There's like, there are times when purposes change. Mm -hmm. There are times when, uh, stuff like stuff goes a different direction, but if you ever give up on yourself, what, do you have yeah right i said before if you don't believe in yourself who's to who's, believe yes. in you, man like you know what dude just ha- have some faith man it'll be okay that's one of the songs i'm going to be releasing later this year it, it's called it'll be okay and it just it just goes about talking about the changes in our lives and how scary they are but just to know that it will be okay everything will be okay things will be okay and they will turn out just fine just have to keep going. Just have to keep going. Because yeah, if you give up, you're not changing anything. Right. If you give up, all you're doing is quitting. That all doesn't you... change your circumstance. Right. It does... Quitting doesn't, it just, you're just kind of avoiding it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that's actually another thing too, is like, don't avoid your problems. Oh no. Don't no, avoid no. your problems. Face them head on, take care of them and handle them and be honest about them because every problem that you have that you put off will only get worse. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It only gets worse, man, because people get frustrated. You're messing with people's emotions. Uh, it's just not a good play. No, there's yeah. you, there's a lot of issues that people are oh, they view themselves as taboo. Yeah. So they yeah. just don't deal with it, and that's not how it works. See, right. You don't. You, if you have a leak in your pipe, you don't just not deal with it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You get mold. You get. Uh, you know, your pipes break, you get leaking everywhere, you get water damage. It, it leads to so many other problems. Yes. If then if you had just dealt with that leaky pipe, 
it would it wouldn't have caused all of these other issues. Right, exactly. Like like sometimes sometimes fixing something small will will save you a lot. Save you a headache later on. Absolutely. So, so what is one thing that you know now that you wish you had known when you first started? Um, I would say the one thing I know now that I wish I knew when I started was to have confidence in myself. How do you get that? Confidence is something that can be learned, but I do feel that it's something that a lot of people either have or don't. Like, I feel that you can gain confidence by practicing something enough, yes. right? Yeah. So you can you can be confident in something by, okay, I know this. I know this so well that I feel really confident doing it. Mm-hmm. But that sort of confidence only takes you so far because what if you're put in a situation where you're not well practiced how do you stay confident in a situation that is a little bit dicey right how do you how do you keep confidence in yourself in an unfamiliar situation yeah and and that is something that i think you just you either have or you don't like i have a really um i would say for the most part that when i'm on stage if something unplanned happens, I can handle it pretty well, mm-hmm. right? Not getting nervous, not don't don't like not know what to say. Like I have like a good like I can just handle it, right? right? Whatever needs to happen. Um, but the only reason that that I can do that is because like I understand and realize that it's my show. When I'm on stage, I'm in charge. Yes, right. When I'm on stage and I'm performing, you're watching me. I have center stage. So everything that I do, I need to do with confidence and gusto and like excitement. And if I if I'm not doing that, then it's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel off, right? right. And so, confidence a lot of times stems from like just doing it. Yeah. Like whatever. If you if you think that it's the right move to make, then you do it. And you know what, dude? If you screw up and it's not the right move to make, then you pay for it and you accept it and you. You talk about it and you acknowledge it and then you move on, right? Like everybody makes mistakes. Lizzo wrote some really popular song that everybody was giving her crap about because of her lyrics and her writing, right? And so she went through and she fixed it. That's that's like, you know what I mean? Like it's that. Like the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is right. Like like if people are overwhelmingly telling you that you screwed up, then like okay, then take it on the chin and do better. You know, it's okay to like screw up and then have to do better but i think people are like always feel like they have to be perfect all the time and that's like super stressful and not a good way to live your life not a good way to live your life and uh another thing on that confidence thing is that you have to be decisive yeah learning decisiveness is almost like learning confidence definitely because if you are very decisive and that takes a lot of skill and of itself to be to be able to become decisive uh once you have decided on something, you have to follow it through. Yeah, because, definitely. Because even if it even if it ends out wrong, uh, people are gonna acknowledge that. Hey, he stood up and did something. Yeah, he didn't just let it happen to him or her. He didn't let the the situation pan out. He took control of it. it. For better or for worse, he did something to intervene. Yeah, you you have to just do your best sometimes. Like, yeah. not every situation is going to be in your control. Not every mm. situation is going to play out the way you need it to play out. But 
by doing your best, you can... You can influence things. Well, you can influence things, but also you learn, like, what your limitations are. That's also true. And so you learn, like, okay, well, if this happens again, then I guess I can't do this. I guess I have to do something different or whatever it might be. Or I gotta call somebody else to deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. So... It's been a lot so, of fun. Corey, it has been. We've been going for what, like three it's hours about, now? It's about yeah, two two and a half hours. Shoo! Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's really something when you when you get on a topic, and you just keep going. Oh yeah, man. I mean, as long as the conversation's flowing like wine, man, that's what matters, right? Right. So I'm cu- I'm curious. Uh, probably maybe last question. Yeah. Um, what is the music scene up in Reading like? Hmm. The music scene up in Reading is awesome, actually. Um, there's a lot of really amazing bands. Uh, that play around the area. Um, and uh, the thing I like about the the local music scene in Reading is that everybody is so, like, supportive. And they're very much so, like, around. Like, mm. I'm still kind of new when it comes to playing out in Reading. Like, even though I've been playing for a long time, it's I've just started to get to know a lot of the people that are, like, really doing music in the area. And um, I will say that, like everybody's super cool and accepting and like supportive and yeah that's what you want like I I used to play a lot of shows in a scene that was like very competitive and I don't like that like like I like to be enjoying everybody's music no matter what your style is but like I would always hear bands that were like taught like comparing and yeah yeah. and it's like I don't need that like I don't want that like nobody wants that it's not well, and it's not a competition. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's not a competition. All, it's like, do you see like two artists like put their painting up, and then they're like, "Well, you know, my painting is much better than yours." Like, that's not. That's no. really not what we. That's not. It, what we, it should so, be a good job that you're up there, right? You like, it's I mean? it's enough that you're just putting your artwork up there for people to enjoy. And so, again, about the local scene is what I love is just that they're always like su- they're super supportive, like they're super nice. When you go to open mics in the area, like people are like super cool about just like hopping up and playing with you and like just being awesome. part of it and like it's just really cool. Yeah, like um, a lot like Lancaster. Yeah, Lanc- Lancaster's music scene is very similar, and a lot of the musicians from the Reading scene like back go back and forth between like Lancaster and Reading. So it's yeah. really nice because like I see a lot of familiar faces from the area when I play in Reading, and then when I go to Lancaster, I also see a lot of familiar faces. So it's just it's it's like it's like a big. I feel like the communities are kind of like starting to merge together because like our scene is getting like a little bit too big, I think, for like what we're like. There's just a lot of bands there that are playing really well that deserve to be playing at these bigger venues here in Lancaster in the city. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're they're starting to outgrow like the hole in the wall right. places that we've been playing for years. And uh, that, but that's cool. That's natural progression, right? Like those bands lift up. And they go elsewhere, and then the, the new bands come in and take Fill their the place, place, and yeah. that's how that's the cycle of it. That's the circle of life with music, man. So, yeah, one has to one has to progress for another one to take its place. And so, um, I just see that I see like a lot of bands that are really taken off in the area, and um, I'm really excited to see where they go, and I'm really excited to see what new music comes into the scene. Um, but if you know, definitely if you haven't taking the time to come out and check some some of the shows out in the Reading area, dude, I would highly recommend it. I definitely have not. Yeah. I will definitely come out and check check some of them out. The, the only problem is that I work four to eight. Ah, uh, that's a... In the evening. Yeah, right. So it's like, by the time I'm done, like, I, Reading is like a 30-minute drive from, like, Lancaster. So it's like... Uh, am I gonna catch like last thirty minutes? <laughs> well, yeah, it depends. Like so, a lot of the shows we play that go later, in, like in, like usually go like 
eight to eleven. Oh, really? Or nine to twelve? Yeah. So if oh, you're, that's the case. Yeah. So uh, you know, I would say like, I you know, check out check out the show schedules uh, for some of the areas. I can send you some of the yeah. some of the cool places to check out. Just like, just go see what it's all about, man. Well, yeah, you know? he's, Reading totally is a, Reading is a place I, I I'm familiar with. I, I was director of Reading City Church for a oh, while there, wow. so I, I have been up in the area. Um, only as far as Penn Avenue, right? But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, Penn Ave is a is a very popular place, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I definitely want to want to check out and break out up there because there's uh, I've heard a little bit of the musicians up there. They got something cool going on. Yes. Oh um, yes. So where can people find you and follow you? So you can check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Justin Fava Music. Um, I will be putting up new music later this year. And again, I have a ton of show announcements that I'm going to be making for later this year. Um, so lots of opportunities and chances to to come check me out live as well. What are some of your upcoming shows? So the, the first show I have coming up uh, will be actually um, next month. <laughs> so... Uh, I believe we're doing a festival at Shaler Brewing Company. I think it's July 16th. That's a Saturday. Mm. Um, but it's uh, going to be an all-day festival at Shaler Brewing Company. That's, uh, I think it's right off of uh, right off of Lancaster Pike, actually, if I remember correctly. Like, Pike. Yeah, 222, I guess. Oh, is yeah, okay. Is that right? Lincoln Road? Maybe Lincoln, Lincoln Highway. Maybe Lincoln Highway might be the one. That might be the one, actually. Yeah, think- there's like an exit there, and then there's like a, a restaurant on the left-hand side, like Palos or something like that. But anyway, Shaler Brewing Company, you can check them out on Facebook. They're they're super great food, super great beer, and um they're going to be doing a big festival there. So that'll be our first show. Um and then the, Telus and-, and then we're going to be at Telus on August 6th. Uh that's going to be a later show playing at 11:45 p.m., but it's going to be during that festival they have going or it might be during or right after, I'm not really sure. So um but that's going to be exciting. Super happy to be playing there and then we'll be at Rivet Canteen and Assembly in Pottstown. Uh that date is August 19th, and uh, we're going to be, be playing a show there with a band called 25th Hour. They're super, super good friends of ours, and um, so we'll be there. And then October 4th, we'll be at Nitro Bar, right in Reading, right off of Penn Avenue, actually. Mm. So, or is that Penn Avenue? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> they, you're like, I don't know. I don't think that is... No, maybe that is Penn Avenue. I don't remember. I think it is Penn Avenue. So it is on Penn Avenue. It's Nitro Bar. It actually is an old like car factory or something like that or like a dealership or something i think it was a factory actually um or no 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 what they used to do i think it was actually they used to park the cars like or something elevated park maybe that's what it was it's something to do with like the like the with like the old school cars it's a super cool building um but the music there uh that they have they have bands there every week dude so good have to check it out it's so cool but we'll be there august or august october 4th um, we'll be splitting the bill with another band, maybe twenty fifth hour. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, it's gonna be a good time. Cool, man. Well, yeah, with all that said, my name is Corey Rosen. You can follow us on the Story uh, Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, The Story, Facebook dot com forward slash The Story Corey Rosen. That's C O R Y R O S E N. You can follow us on Instagram, The underscore Story underscore Podcast. You can. Uh, we have a TikTok now. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the, the marketing, man. Yeah. Uh, you really got to get in there. Uh, <laughs> and I, that's something I've got to learn how mm. to do. I've, I've never used TikTok before, actually. Oh, geez. It, it's not too bad. It's it's not any harder than Facebook. No, so. it, it doesn't seem as hard, but it, it's just been like, I just don't want to have to get Yes. 
Oh yeah, the time you have to put into it. <laughs> right, 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 right. And try, and um, but the story podcast there. Uh, you can follow us on all streaming platforms. The story, just search the story with uh Corey Rosen. That's C O R Y R O S E N. No E and Corey. I know a lot of people make that. I yeah. made that mistake. <laughs> no, well, listen, my own high school gave me awards with with the wrong name. Oh my gosh. And I'm, so I'm like, come on, guys. But uh, you can follow us there. Uh, with all that said, this has been uh, The Story Podcast with Corey Rosen and Justin Fava. We will, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your night, and we'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to have Leo DeSanto. Come on, he just got done with his uh, release album party this past weekend, so I'm really excited to talk about him and all of the stuff he does. So if you want to check that out, check it out tomorrow, Monday, 10 o'clock. With all that said, with all that said, with all that, with said. all that said, this has been a wonderful time, and I hope you guys have a, a wonderful rest of your night. Excellent. See you guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Have a good one.